This is episode five of the Millennial Life School podcast with Aron Kim. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast, where it's all about inspiring and encouraging twenty to thirty-something-year-olds as we figure life out together. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Millennial Life School podcast, and oh my gosh, like y'all, I'm so. Freaking excited for this interview episode because, like, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> I freaking love Aran so much. I met her in Korea um, when I was attending one of her TED talks, and Aran Kim, like, she is someone who just like exudes love. Like, you can really tell that she really loves people, and she has such a genuine heart. And I feel like that's so rare to find, especially for people like her who have such influence. Just a background on who Aran Kim is. For those of you guys who might not know, so she is a YouTuber. She has four hundred twenty-two thousand subscribers, and she is mostly known for her Aran English. She teaches English to people on YouTube, and like her videos are so informative and so good.、Um, but she's just so much more than that. So she's a motivational speaker. She's given multiple TEDx talks. She's also a singer songwriter, and also she's the principal of Aran's Life School. She's just such a phenomenal woman, a millennial, and yeah, she's honestly someone that I really look up to. And someone that really inspires me. She honestly just feels like an older sister to me, and she's just so friendly and so kind, so loving, so encouraging. And yeah, I don't know. Like I just, yeah, I'm just so excited to share this interview with you guys.、Um, on this interview, she shares a little bit in terms of like you know, as a creator, her view on criticisms, and also she talks about. How to find your purpose, and also some of the best advices that she's been given from her mentors, and it's just so so encouraging. And I feel like as you listen to this, you'll be able to feel how much love she has for people and how much she really cares.、Um, so let's just get right in. 아빠내포드캐스트를위해서해주세요말한마디 This is the Millennial Life School podcast with Sharon Kiron Han. <laughs> First of all, welcome to Millennial Life School podcast. It's such an honor to have you here. Like you don't understand, like just waiting for you to turn on your video. Like、Aww. I felt like I was just like. I I don't know why, but I was getting so emotional just thinking about、oh, it because you. I feel like you're just someone who influences people in such a positive way, and I remember that's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's so incredible seeing what you do, and I know I told you this before, but like you know how we first met at your TED talk, and I remember being there and just sitting in there like watching you talk and. Honestly, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like she, like you are moving my heart. So it's such an honor to have you here. Like it really means so much. Oh, thank you, thank you for such kind words and thanks for having me. I'm really excited and I'm very inspired by what you do. I always learn things from your posts, and I'm really looking forward to seeing even more. Oh, thank you so much. So <laughs> yeah, and I wonder, like, what, like. 
how did you first find me? Because you're not an English learner, because you know you you speak perfect English, <laughs> and so people usually find me because they want to learn English. How did you find me? Yeah, it's because the day before you gave your TED talk at Korea University,、um, oh. my friend my friend tagged me on your post. I think、uh-huh. you posted about how you're gonna give a TED talk tomorrow,、uh-huh. and she、mm-hmm. posted. She's like, and I was in Seoul at that time, and she was like, Sharon,、mm-hmm. you have to go meet her. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then I was so sad because your TED talk was sold out. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I messaged you, I DM'd you, and I was like,、oh, I really want to go and go see you talk at this TED talk in Korea University. But it's、mm-hmm. sold out, and then I I think I sent you like a sad emoji. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and you and just then, told me, yeah yeah, and you're like yeah, you just like just come because、uh-huh. once you're there, there you should be able to buy tickets. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Who's、yeah. like that friend? He did. He <laughs> really did. did connect us. Oh my gosh, she she has been subscribed to your YouTube channel for I think a long time. So if you want to、oh. give her a, a shout out, <laughs> oh yeah, let me know. Like, yeah, the link. Her name is her name is Heejin. Heejin. Yeah. Nice. So you're you are so impressive in so many different ways. Uh, so your official title is edutainer. So, edu-、uh-huh. <laughs> so educator and also entertainer.、Mm-hmm. YouTuber. You have four hundred twenty-two thousand subscribers. You're a published author. You're a singer songwriter, and also you run Arn's Life School. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long list. <laughs> Honestly, like when I look at your YouTube channel, you do so many different things. You do like singing videos, you teach English, <laughs> and also you give motivational talks. And like, did you always know that you're gonna do something related to that growing up? Oh、uh, no, I really did not.、Um, and I never thought that I was that good of a singer, so I didn't.、Um, I I would have never expected people to like wait for my songs and like listen to them, and it's、mm-hmm. it was really mind blowing.、Um, and English, like I, I wasn't like that good at English, you know, like just a typical Korean student, like really good at grammar,、mm-hmm. like okay at reading, but like I never got to speak English to native speakers growing up. So、um, no, like I don't think that I. Knew that like I would have this path, but I always, I guess, like had a heart for people.、Uh-huh. And like, if someone asked me like, what kind of life do you want to live? Like, I would answer like, I want people to feel better after meeting me. Like, I want、mm. to make people feel better, feel more loved, maybe happier, to have more courage. So,、um, and I was trying to do that, you know, just on a personal level. Like, if I had. Friends around me, like I would try to like give them a compliment or you know just like do little things for them, and I think that expanded. Like I and then so I became like a little mentor for college students when I was also a college student,、um, teaching like Bible studies and、um, like one-on-one little like worldview classes and stuff like that, and then that just got on. Online, so I taught English.、Yeah. I, you know, I just shared my worldview, and people that you know clicked、um, started to watch me. And I just hope that my message and my work resonate with 
with some people and you know make a make a good impact <laughs> yeah and you're definitely doing that um but what mm -hmm. made you start youtube like what was your yeah and purpose behind it well, so I really enjoyed mentoring people um, and teaching them. So I thought I would become a professor. So to do that, to go to graduate school, you know, I, I wanted to apply for a grad, grad school. And meanwhile, I just had a part-time job, which was teaching English. Mm -hmm. um, and I had so much fun. Uh -huh. It was so fun. <laughs> I could like stay all night just preparing for my ne my classes. Uh -huh. I loved interacting with people, and it like I got to make my own curriculum. I got to choose what to talk about. So I would have people talk about in English uh -huh. what they would do if it was like their last day in life. And like what their dreams were, uh, you know, uh -huh. just all different like things that I would want to talk about uh -huh. with people that I care about. Mm -hmm. So um, it really helped them like open yeah. up and also, you know, think about themselves and mm -hmm. communicate in English. And it was just so fun. I got great feedback. So I was like, oh, maybe like when I have time, like I should make an online video, online lesson mm -hmm. so that just more people can access it since like I already have this knowledge yeah sharing it doesn't cost me anything so like why not share it mm -hmm. so I had that thought and then um I went to America to serve as a supervisor at this at this place called Shiloh Home of Hope which is a mm -hmm. home for single moms and homeless women and children I was serving there and then like I just kept having this thought like around like I think you're gonna yeah. regret if you don't start our YouTube channel uh -huh. So I was serving and I kept having this thought Iran, you're going to regret if you don't do it. Iran, you should start a YouTube channel. And I didn't exactly know why, but I knew that I would regret it if I didn't. Mm -hmm. So I just erased all the excuses and just made a video thinking that like my friends and family would watch it and get help in learning mm -hmm. English. Um, but you know, people that didn't know me personally watched my videos and left comments and they wanted a second video. So I uh -huh. started, so I made a second video and then I made a third video and then every week I made videos and yeah, it's been like that. And I didn't know why um, I had to start a YouTube channel back then, but now I do. And I think it's, uh, to be connected with people and also just I always um, thought that I had so much to share with people and offer mm -hmm. like all the things that I learned from school and you know from my family and it was I realized that it wasn't something that everybody gets to have like I mm -hmm. would get comments saying like oh I wish I had a friend like you I wish I had a teacher that you had um like what if I had a teacher like you said something like that when I was younger and that made mm -hmm. me think like wow like I thought everybody has a mentor everybody has yeah. a good friend but it's not true so I wanted to be that role so yeah, I just do what I can. And yeah, it's been really fun and meaningful.
Yeah, no, I think it's what something that's really unique and special about you is that everything that you put out, I can really tell that you're putting it out with a giving heart, like this mm-hmm. desire to just help someone. And mm-hmm. like, you know, like YouTube, like it's a lot <laughs> of work, you know, <laughs> and everything. Yes. but like you doing that, I think it really like your passion really shines through everything that you do. Oh, I see that through you. Your content is so great. It's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of wisdom and and insight. And I get inspired by, by what you do. Oh, thank you so much. It really means so much. Um, but when you're like in the, the whole creative process, like, do you ever have doubts or insecurities in terms of what you're putting out? Um, you know, with what I put out, I don't really have insecurities, but I used to think that if I ever make a mistake or if mm-hmm. people find something that I did in the past mm-hmm. that they did not like or they did not agree with, or, you know, just like if I, if they found some like dumb thing that I did or something, like mm-hmm. it would ruin my relationship with my followers and it would ruin my reputation and all that. Like I had that fear because not, not because I did anything wrong or anything, Mm -hmm. but I've seen people like influencers get criticized and, you know, um, just have a hard time, you know, career wise because of something that they did personally. Mm -hmm. And even if it was something that they did in the past when they were immature and younger, people still have, you know, people still, you know, want like an apology. They mm-hmm. owe an explanation. And I, I kind of found it really terrifying. I think that they do need to explain and apologize and like move on and like grow. But it was personally like sometimes very scary. Yeah, so seeing other influencers get attacked and criticized for something that they did, which is fair, but it doesn't mean it's not scary, (laughs) you know? Mm. So like, oh, what if like, you know, I'm not perfect. And I feel like people have really high standards for me and like they Mm. look up to me sometimes. So like, I feel like I just need to always put out like positive and right things and I want to, and I try my best, but you know, I'm not perfect and I may make, make a mistake. And like, what if people like criticize me? What if people are disappointed? What if my relationships with my followers are ruined? Like that fear was overwhelming for a little bit. And like to the point where I would cry, like I would cry about like, what if they are like disappointed in me at some point? Like, you know, it's so Mm -hmm. funny. Like (laughs) I cried about like something that didn't even happen. Um, But you know what? I can only do what I can do. Like it's not under my control. Like, you know, like I do make mistakes and I'm not perfect. It's not something I can do. If people are disappointed, you know, I'm not, I can't control their emotions. I can't control their thoughts. I just started to focus on what I can do and just doing it the best I can and just letting everything be just whatever it is. You know, I just leave everything up to God and let people 
I feel like as long as I do what I do, Mm -hmm. um, the best I can, like, I don't have to worry about the rest. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I, that's how I overcame my little fear. That's so true. Yeah, it's so true. I think I see this online, you know, when you start to put things out and there's so many people who have all these different opinions, Mm -hmm. but I think it's all the people who don't put out content who are criticizing people (laughs) because it's like they don't understand, you know, how much work it takes to put out content, but also like you're doing something and you want to help other people. And it's really sad to see content creators be criticized for something that they're trying to do out of good heart. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but I think all those things, like it shouldn't stop people from doing what they're passionate about. (laughs) Yeah, right. And also criticism isn't bad. Like I really Mm -hmm. appreciate my viewers' constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. I learn a lot and I'm glad whenever they point out whatever I did wrong. Um, yeah, so because of criticism, because of sometimes mm-hmm. hate comments, like I grow and I realize what I was doing um, wrong or, um, you know, just like learning different opinions mm-hmm. was so valuable. Like so far, you know, I've been on YouTube for like four to five years and I've learned that people are so different. I could uh-huh. say A and someone could accept it as a Z. Like it's uh-huh. like so different. Like, wow. Like. So I think it really helped um, expand my perspective and like, hey, mm-hmm. like maybe someone would think this and yeah. someone would take it as that. And, you know, it, it really helps me have more tolerance for people mm-hmm. and just makes me more considerate. So I appreciate criticism, but it, it, it can be scary. And yeah. I know that it shouldn't stop me from creating more. So, yeah, I just try to be brave and just do what I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that, so this podcast is specifically for millennials. And mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of people who still feel like they haven't found their path or purpose. Um, do you have any words of wisdom for people who are still seeking and who feel like they don't know what they want to do with their life? I can't guarantee this is wise, mm-hmm. but I would say that um, they should do what they are a little bit interested in. So see, mm-hmm. people, I think people want to have a tanjik, which is like a heaven-given job or like, uh-huh, you know, like, like a- this is my perfect career. Like this is my mission. Uh-huh. You can't find that. Uh, you can't find that on your first job or you can't like, you don't just wake up and like hey like this is what I'm meant to do like this is what I'm born to do like no Mm -hmm. you can't do that so people I feel like I so I love what I do Mm -hmm. and I feel like this is my mission this is my purpose I know that but I didn't when I was like in college Mm -hmm. I was still figuring out life I was still learning about who I was um so what I did was doing something that was a little bit interesting Mm -hmm. so if I had a thought like oh that job could be interesting like what if I had the job then I would get an internship or I would just you know just try something out myself for example when I thought about becoming a pastor wow you thought about becoming a pastor (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I'm still like so like um 
I don't know, like a little bit like yeah. jealous uh-huh. of pastors because I feel like they some some pastors for sure have so much fun just loving on people yeah. and you know just like encouraging people. I feel like that's such a great job, mm-hmm. but like. I lack so many things to become a pastor. But anyways, when I was in college and I thought about becoming a pastor because I thought it was just all about love and mm-hmm. encouraging people, I opened my own Bible studies and I invited people yeah. and I tried it out just myself. You know, nobody hired me as like a Bible teacher, but I hired myself and I was committed. And when I wanted to become an actor, like I mm-hmm. just... In, you know, I enrolled in an acting class Yeah, and just try it for two months. You know, like I think a lot of times your life is not fun. You don't know what to do mm-hmm. because you really don't do anything. Uh-huh. Don't wait for a calling. Just go like knock on every door and see yeah. like what's not for you and what's for you. And as you do that, you realize, huh, like I really enjoy this. Huh, like this is not something for me. And you would also hear like feedback from people. Okay, mm-hmm. we're around like you're really good at this. Hey, around like you are not so good at this. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, I feel like I heard people tell me around like you you really motivate me and like I gain confidence after talking to you. And so like I kind of paid attention to that and like, mm-hmm. hey, what if like I what if I made that my job? Like what if I just give motivational talks. And I, what if I just talk to people and give like confidence and motivation? And what if that was my job, you know? So just try different things. And it's okay if they are not like a hundred percent you're calling, a hundred percent something you're interested in. Just do something that you're a little bit interested in and see what happens. You know, there, there might be a connecting next job or you might meet great people there so it would be a great way to learn about yourself yeah and also I feel like to see what you what resonates with you so much like you know there are so many needs in this world so true and you know everybody um is touched by different things you know like you might so maybe like you are really passionate about uh, women's rights or maybe you're really interested in education for children. Mm-hmm. Maybe it gets you really mad um, when you hear news about human trafficking or, you know, mm-hmm. like different things make you mad <laughs> and yeah. happy. And yeah, so that's a great hint as well. So look at yeah. your, yeah, look at your, um, emotions and see like when when you respond most and I think you can start from there yeah no I think that's so that's so good and that's so true like what you said um it's like you don't need someone's permission to be who you want Mm -hmm. to be like exactly like running a Bible study group, like no one gave you permission, but you don't need someone's permission (laughs) to do that you know you can go and do what you want to do Yeah. And I feel like I'm looking around and I feel like so many people, they're just waiting for other people to affirm them to, to do what they want to do. And they're just seeking people's affirmation and permission and to be who they want to be. We don't need to do that. (laughs) Right. 
And I think that when I became a life school principal, I've totally realized that like I didn't need anyone's permission. I didn't need any institution um, to make me, you know, who I wanted to be. Yeah. So I wanted, so, you know, uh, spending my 20s, I've just learned so much. And I had mistakes, I had failures, and I had frustration. And I had great, you know, experiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, experiencing all of that, I was like, whoo, like, what if somebody told me like some, you know, told me all about this when I was younger? And what if like, I had a community to share all about this, because this is so valuable, like, this is such mm -hmm. a valuable lesson, I can't just keep it to myself, like, I want to share this. And I just realized, you know, in school, you learn math and, you know, English, sociology and all that, but you don't really get to learn, like, who you're supposed to get married yeah. to, like, if whether you should get married or not, and like, how you should manage your finance, and how you find your calling and all that, like, these important things yeah. that really, truly matter, like, you don't get to learn in school. So I was like, what if school, like, I always wished oh, there was a class where we just all need to communicate our thoughts. And, you know, sometimes we argue, but we can, you know, make up to each other. And like, I wish there was like a practice, you know, class. Mm -hmm. And I thought like, since I need that class, since I need that community, like, what if I made that? And what if I, what if I lead that? Because so many other people also want and need that kind of community and opportunity where they can just share about what they learn as they live their life. So I wanted to like um, run a life school mm -hmm. and it was just a dream of mine. Like, Oh, like someday I want to run this thing called life school. It's uh -huh. really cool. <laughs> but then one day like, Hey, what if I just set a date mm -hmm. to start the school and I did set a date and I decided what subject I will teach uh -huh. um it was love it was love 101 wow and I, I want to take that <laughs> class <laughs> uh, so it was like a talk uh talk concert style uh so like 400 people came and wow. every, like m my motto is like everybody's a teacher and everybody's a student like mm -hmm. I'm not here to just like tell you one answer like I'm here to learn as well but I'm also here to share my experience. And so you, so are you. So I got to talk about my experience, my thoughts on love and relationships. And I also had other people, you know, have a mic and talk about their answers and their questions. And since then people called me principal and it's, I was like, Oh, like, is this even legal? Like, is this okay? <laughs> like, do I deserve to be called principal? But you know what, like when people, um, like when other institutions or like even companies and different events invite me, mm -hmm. like they invite me as a principal. And I was like, wow, like I thought it was just me and my followers, but these like institutions <laughs> recognize me as a principal. Like this is crazy. And yeah, I've totally realized like, well, I don't really need other people to confirm me. Like yeah. it's, it's just, you just set you as something. It's, you know, fake it till you make it. Like, you decide to do something. Just go ahead and do it and do it well. Do it, con like, mm. constantly. Constantly? Yeah. 
consistently uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah no that's so good yeah. i don't know if you've heard of this book but there's this book called um the startup of you it's a book by mm-hmm. reed hoffman uh he co-authored it with this guy named ben see something i don't remember his name mm-hmm. but reed hoffman he's the chairman co-founder of linkedin but mm. i read the book when i was working in los angeles and i was just feeling really lost in terms of like i don't I don't like this job, but I have no idea what I, what I want to do. Something that was very memorable from that book was that he said, your identity isn't found, it emerges. As in like mm. so many times I feel like we're trying to find our identity in terms of like, oh my gosh, like what am I, you know? Yeah. But uh-huh. it's, it emerges as you take action. And I think right. your, like your example, like you didn't start off being like, oh my gosh, I'm a principal, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, right. But like you just took action on the things that, you know, on the things that you believe in and the things Mm -hmm. that interest you. And then as you were acting on it, you're, it it like emerged. Like, oh, I am a principal Like, that's so so cool. (laughs) Thank you. And I continue to like think, Okay, so what would a principal do? What would a life school do? And I just do those actions. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not like a set principal, like, hey, let's do this, let's do that. Yeah. I, I continuously think about, okay, like I'm still faking it in a way, you know, like, okay, so what would a principal do? Okay, like they would say um, this, they would do this when the coronavirus is so such a big deal. And, yeah. you know, like, and for Christmas, what would they do? And I had a little like volunteer field trip. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, just I try to make little things um, ironized. And like, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, yeah, pay attention to little things and make them, you know, suitable for your dreams. Like, for example, like I wanted to do something I wanted to do a volunteer work for Christmas and I thought, Oh, maybe I could turn this into like a, a Rens life school field trip. And then I got people and we, yeah, we did it together and it was, it was such a good experience. And yeah, as you take actions, your identity definitely grows and yeah, you create your own identity. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Um, so you, I know you give a lot of good advices and your TED Talks. Like for those of you who are listening, if you haven't watched one of Aaron's TED Talks, like you have to go watch it. But I want to ask you, like, what's the best piece of advice that you've received from someone? Whew, we're, like I'm just remembering so many great things that I've heard mm-hmm. from my mentors and friends and family. Well, the first piece of advice that I received that really, really made me grow was that my stage was the world. Again, I, you know, I grew up, I was born and raised in South Korea and it's so competitive. And I, since I didn't make it to like one of the top three universities, I thought I was a failure and like, Hey, like, what am I going to do here? But my one of my professors told me around like your stage is the world like with the passion and you know with the energy that you have and you would put into you know just making you know making into like a top university which is good but like you can 
you can go experience the world. You can meet so many more great mentors. Um, you know, you can like read so many more books if you learned English. So I, that really um, woke me in a way. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess like Korea isn't the only place that I, I can live. Like I can go to different countries and I can meet different people. Um, and I can, you know, I can have my careers in different world, different countries as well. So I decided to go to America and study. I studied abroad for a year and then I met my husband. So I'm like, Oh, like what if I never heard that my stage was over? What if I just decided to be in Korea only, you know, I became so much more independent and I learned such, um, great lessons from living abroad, you know, so that was something that I always um, cherished. And I always tell my viewers that I like, that's something that I wrote in my book as well. But as someone that I always, um, so I'm a, I'm an ashamed perfectionist. (laughs) I I never, Uh even wanted to admit that I was a perfectionist because I wasn't perfect enough. And I try to make everything like as good as possible. And I, I mean, it's a good thing. Um, And I take everything really seriously. Like I, you know, it's, it's a good thing, but sometimes (laughs) it overwhelms me. And my aunt-in-law I asked, like, I like to ask people, hey, what's the greatest lesson you've learned in life? Mm-hmm. And my aunt, who is very professional, who's also serious, told me, don't take life too seriously. <laughs> and you know what? Like, when, like, I don't, like, when I first heard it, like, I don't like that. Like, why? Like, you should take life seriously. <laughs> and because of, be, yeah, because I'm like that, I needed to hear it. <laughs> So, oh my like, gosh, I yeah. would be so mad if my if my video has a typo. Like if I'm so when I upload a video, when already like people saw it, when I if I realize oh it has a typo, it's gonna kill me, and I scream, and I'm like, why did I see this? And like <laughs> I like I I I proof watched it like thirty times. Why did I miss mm-hmm. this? Like I must upload this tonight like so then like I may like you know skip meals I would stay up all night and blah 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 it's important to be responsible and like yeah I still I I mean I take pride in like trying my best and I do take things seriously and I think (laughs) that it's it's good to a certain extent but it's not a big deal if you don't get to upload it tonight you can still upload it tomorrow if there's a typo it's freaking okay. So I think learning that really freed me. And now maybe I should take life a little bit more seriously than I <laughs> am because that advice really freed me. And like I now like I have some fun. Like I used to have, you know, hangouts. Like I really focused on my career, which was my vacation, which was my fun. Yeah, I yeah. love my job. I would go to bed. And like thinking like, oh, I, like, I can't wait to wake up and work again. But now like I, you know, uh, I have a date with my husband. I eat with my sister. And like if I don't get to upload a video like um, like today, then I can upload it tomorrow. You know, it's not about like 
um, being irresponsible. Yeah. So for example, like when I was on a vacation, I was mm-hmm. going to the Philippines, but then um, the airplane schedule was, you know, crazy. And like I had to miss my airplane yeah. and it, it meant like I would have to miss some of the events that I reserved in the Philippines and I was really looking forward to them. So I was so disappointed and I was very sorry to the person that was going to pick me up at the airport because she would have to wait for mm-hmm. like four hours, blah, blah, blah. So I was crying and I'm like, hi lady, I'm so sorry. Like my flight is blah, blah, blah. And like, mm. I took that so seriously. And the lady goes, Hey, Ron, it's okay. <laughs> and when I heard that, that it was okay, it really became okay. Like, wow, yeah, I guess it's okay. Like, it's not a big deal. And yeah, just like taking things um, easily. <laughs> yeah, because I think to some people, it would be a life-changing piece of advice. I, I agree. I'm a bit of a perfectionist myself, and it bites me in the butt. Like... <laughs> Like, for example, um, I was trying to record this one, like, solo episode for my podcast. And Mm -hmm. I, like, I recorded it, like, three different times because I'm like, this is not good enough. Like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like that way. You know, I want to, this is not the right mood or, and it's Mm. just like, it's not efficient. And sometimes I have (laughs) to remind myself, like, stop being perfect. It's not about perfection. It's just about progression. And Mm -hmm. as long as I'm moving forward, like, it's all that matters. Like, stop trying to be a yeah. but it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I'm the same. Like, I re- I would record the same video like ten times, and you know, it's definitely something that really helped me, and that's how I could um, produce like good content that yeah. I'm proud of. But like, if there was something that I regret, like it would be like trying to be too perfect. You know, like it's like you said. It's not about perfection. It's not about proving like how perfect I am. So every year, my New Year's resolution is to be like, not try to be perfect. Like doing something perfectly was always my goal. But like just (laughs) doing it is my goal now. Mm, (laughs) Don't try to do it perfectly. It's just try to do it. Like, cause I don't, you know, sometimes perfectionists don't get things done, you you know, cause they don't like how they are. (laughs) They have really high goals and they are great, I know, but <laughs> sometimes just focus on doing it and yeah. getting them done. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> and um, do you do you ever sleep? I feel like you don't sleep. Like the amount of things <laughs> that you do, and like every time, like I get a message from you from Kakao or something like that, I check, and then I think about what time is it in Korea, and it's like three a.m. and you're like messaging me at three. I'm like. <gasps> Does Iran ever sleep? Like, <laughs> oh, I get that question a lot. <clears throat> so, um, I used to sleep like little. Like, I would sleep like mm-hmm. maybe I don't know four hours, and I would feel happy and energized all day. Um, but now, like I, so I'm 28, and in Korea, I'm 30. And since oh, last Korean year, age is not real. I don't, I don't understand I Korean age. I'm like, what? <laughs> you haven't lived 30 years. Like, how are you? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right. Okay, I like that. Okay, so then I'm 26, 28. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Since last year, I think my body really changed. And my body needs a lot more sleep than I used to. Like, I just 
I, you know what? Like I never knew what it, what people meant by they were tired. Like, what do you mean you're sleepy? Like I never like get that. I Uh was always full of energy. But then like since last year, I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to be sleepy. And like, I need sleep. So I do sleep more. But tonight, today, I went to bed at like four or five a.m. and I woke up at like nine thirty, and so it's not probably as much as some, you know, uh, how long other people sleep. But yeah, I do sleep. Sometimes I sleep <laughs> for like ten hours, and yeah, I started drinking coffee, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm glad to hear that you're getting sleep. <laughs> I was like, oh do my you God. sleep? I I do. <laughs> I do sleep. Um sleep is very important to me. Um but I've been try- but I have a terrible habit of going to sleep way too late. I don't know why, mm. but it always seems like it's like the when it's midnight, I'm like the most creative and I'm like all these yeah. ideas and then I'm so excited that I can't sleep cuz like, oh. you know, but I'm trying mm. to change that and go to sleep by 10 10 a.m. so I or I'm 10 p.m. <gasps> so I can wake up early. <laughs> 10 p.m. Wow, <laughs> that's like so early. Like, are you a kindergartner? <laughs> like, no. even in elementary school, I I went to bed really late. Like, I would go to bed at like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Even in elementary oh my school, gosh, no way. I know. Like you know, like fifth fifth grade or sixth grade. Uh-huh. Like, I think I used to go to bed really late. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think 10 p.m. It's like. <laughs> Not a thing in my life. <laughs> no, I think I think it's Korean also thing. Korean thing. Like, I remember. So when I was in Korea for, um, I was there for this thing called Hundred Hours Work Marathon in Jeju Island. Um, mm-hmm. But when I was there, it was like I was living together with all these other, um, you know, millennial entrepreneurs or people who are studying to be entrepreneurs. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, I tried to sleep at like 10 p.m., but it doesn't work out because it's 11 p.m. when everyone goes out together. So it's mm. like 11 p.m. is when like we the real talk happens. Yeah, out and we explore the different places in Jeju Island. So I'm like, okay, this is not gonna work out. And 11 p.m. is also when you eat because mm-hmm. you're out there and right. you're having having drinks and everyone orders. And I'm like, how do we just we had dinner, but how do people <laughs> eat so much at 11 p.m. again? Oh. And, then like, and then if they stay up late, it's like 2 a.m. is another time. You know, you go to um, right. a store and you eat ramen uh-huh. or something. Right. So that's so that's that sounds like my life. <laughs> and things things are open till really late. So for yeah. example, yesterday, um, my husband and I went to a gopchang place at 1 a.m. I and we saw that. Like two. <laughs> I saw that <laughs> was, on Instagram. It's it like yes, eating at it 1 a.m. So <laughs> uh huh. That's so. That's that's pretty early. I ordered like two nights ago. I ordered tteokbokki and sundae mm-hmm. and like fried food at 3 a.m. in the morning, and and they still get delivered. So that's the thing. Like I can't go to bed when I'm like starving and uh, I'm craving like this like night snack. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I want to ask you. So, I know you're super passionate about what you do, and you and everyone can really see that through the the way that you put put out content. But I want to ask you, like, what is your life's greatest vision? Like, what are you currently dreaming mm. about? Like, what's your focus and goal? Take a guess. Take a guess. Hmm. <laughs> 
Wow, this is difficult. I would say <laughs> your life's greatest vision um, to to use what you what you have and all the things that you can offer, and to be able to give that to as many people as possible. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be so good. Be <laughs> so good if I, you know, on the day I die, if I if I can say like, oh, I gave all that I had. I. I offered all that I could. It would be so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have just so much that I owe to the world. Like I want to give more. I want to share more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've only used like one percent of like my potential. Mm-hmm. So I def- that's like that's a great vision as well. But you know what? Like in the end, it's all about love. I want to love people, mm-hmm. and when I leave, I want people to talk about how loving I was and what love I left them. And I, I'm a Christ follower. I love God. And I hope that my life reflects his love and, you know, just make disciples. I want to make disciples that learn, that grow, and that make disciples. Mm-hmm. So actually last night I, I asked my husband, how many how many people do you want to baptize in this life like have you ever thought about the number of people you want to baptize have you thought about the number of people that you want to cure um because he he's a medical scientist so like Uh I asked those questions and it also made me think about like hmm like in the end like I think my life is all about having an intimate relationship with God and making Mm -hmm. disciples that also have a a really deep relationship with God and make disciples so yeah I hope that my love and my passion for other people would you know um, shine a light and make people curious about God and want to love him wow that is so beautiful I love that (laughs) Uh, now Final question. It's something that I mm-hmm. ask all my guests on my podcast is if you were to write a letter to our generation, mm-hmm. a letter mm-hmm. that begins with these two words, dear millennials, what would mm-hmm. you write? Yeah, that's a great question because that's actually something that I thought about as I wrote my book. So I wrote this book called 영어정복기, which would mean... I was mistaken as a native speaker within one year of studying English. <laughs> so, you know, it, um, you write an epilogue for your book, and I thought about what to write. And, you know, I wanted to write a, a letter, uh, a loving, encouraging letter to the people that read my book. And this is what I wrote. And I think since I wrote it to, you know, I was thinking like, oh, if I had only one page, like what letter would I write? If, you know, it would be read by all these people that are different genders, different ages, you know, from different countries, what do I want to tell them? So this is what I came up with. And let me read it to the listeners. Dear millennials, you are capable, you're strong, you're glorious. You have great potential. The thing is whether you want to reach your potential. The difference between the successful and the unsuccessful 
lies in their desire to reach their potential. Please want to reach your potential and reach it. This world needs you to do so. There are things only you can do. Nobody can replace you. Only you can be you, and that's your power. Be the best version of yourself and empower others to do the same. Learning English will help. Please remember what I shared in this book and let it inspire you to get out of your comfort zone and grow in the way you never knew you could. Whenever you doubt your potential, come back to this book and let me tell you, I doubt your limits, not your potential. Please continue to learn, grow, and have fun with me. Wow. Blessings, Iran. <laughs> wow, so good. Wow, I wanted to tell so this good. To, yeah, to younger generations, to myself, and to people that are even older than me. You know, I think we all have great potential. I, I would have never known that. I had so much potential if I didn't have great mentors and I know how valuable that is. So I wanted to be that role for people that don't have a sister that have a teacher or friend. So yeah, trust me, you guys have great potential. I doubt your limits. So go reach your potential. It's so exciting. Oh, so good. Okay. <laughs> so for those who are listening, um, how can they find you? Uh, how can they find you? How can they find your YouTube channel, your Instagram, mm -hmm. everything? Where, where do they go? Yes. So type Aran TV, A-R-A-N-T-V on YouTube. And my Instagram is at Aran English, A-R-A-N English. So stay connected, guys. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Crazy. Your questions are great. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends on social media as it would really help a lot in terms of getting the words out about this podcast. So please share it on your social media. Tag me, I'm at Sharon Kilonhan and tag Aran at Aran English. And let us know um, that you enjoyed it. It would really mean a lot. Hope you guys are all doing well. Love you guys and see you in the next episode.